Hi, my name is Stephen Rafferty, and you're watching These Are Questions. This is the internet show where I ask people questions about things, life, and such not. Today's guest is a world-renowned professional swimmer. She is a multiple-time world record holder, and she's a mermaid. Did you know? Please welcome Merle Liebland. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being a part of These Are Questions. I greatly appreciate you taking the time to be a part of this interview. And let's get right to it. But before we get right into this interview, I need to explain the rules. But these are questions. Marilei, I'm going to ask you a series of questions that are going to be based around your career and aspirations, along with a mixture of questions that are borderline idiotic and, well, randomly stupid. Do you accept those terms? Yes, I do. <laughs> glad, glad, glad. So let me ask you, Marile, are you ready? Uh, ready to swim through any obstacle here. <laughs> mm, I like that, I like that. Great, great, great. Internet, are you ready? I see someone swimming right now, trying to get to this interview trying to get through the obstacles right there. <laughs> I'm going to take that person, that imaginary swimmer as a yes. With that, let's begin. So once again, thank you so much for being a part of These Are Questions. I tremendously appreciate it. Um, we kind of have a little bit of a history. We've met each other formerly one time. We met at the uh, Broward Sports Hall of Fame um, for the inductions of Cliff Floyd and Jason Taylor. Um, and we met through a wonderful woman, which I will never not say, uh, and I'll never stop saying good things about her. Um, this wonderful woman, Nancy Olson, she is the best. Um, and that is no hyperbole. She's one of the best people I've had the chance to work with and talk with. Um, but we got the chance to uh, meet through her. Um, wonderful person, you're a wonderful person as well. Um, and I know that you are a four-time world record holder. Can you tell the viewers watching and the listeners listening here on These Are Questions, what are the four records that you broke? So, um, 2019, I created a world record of swimming with the mermaid monofin in, a, in a open water in the ocean. And I decided that with my passion towards the ocean and marine life that I wanna raise awareness for oceans because there's too much fishing nets and plastics. So 2019, October, I created a record where I swam 10 kilometers, what for Americans is 6.2 miles, mm -hmm. with my mermaid fin in the open water without using arms. And uh, I got that done with two hours and 53 minutes. Wow. And uh, then we had this um, really sad situation in Florida where the fish kill happened, the oxygen level went down to zero. And it was 2020 and I felt like there is so much happening in the world that, that then while all the focus on is on coronavirus, we need to remember the oceans. So I created another record swimming 20 kilometers, what was uh, at 13.2 miles. And then I turned 30 years old and I was like, what I should do because I'm going to be 30 and I have a birthday coming up. So I decided to swim 30K and uh, that's 18.6 um, um, miles in, in, in uh, um, American miles. And uh, I also got um, my own day from Miami Beach mayor for 
for you know regarding of uh, fighting for oceans and kind of popularizing uh, swimming knowledge uh, around the communities in Miami Beach. And then somebody challenged me that I should go for a marathon. So this year at uh, 7 of May, when was um, Formula One first time in Miami, I decided that I want to swim a marathon again with the mermaid fin without using arms. And I got that done. Um, that's 42.2 kilometers um, in miles, 26.2. And uh, it took me 11 hours and 54 minutes to do it. And I just want to remind everybody, I do all these records just kicking without using any arms for a full stroke. Oh my goodness, so just all legs. Oh my God, that's incredible. When, when you set up a record, you don't want that to be broken so fast, right? So so I, I knew that at the first record that it's already insane and, and to do 6.2 miles sounds already insane, even to me. And then um, I figured out how to train for that. And, and every record, what I'm doing, I'm also figuring out how to do better, how to train better, how to use some new skills, new techniques to, to be on the top of the top in the world. And, and that helps me to kind of continue. I mean, it's, it's brutal for the hips and lower back and core. But um, I mean, if we look what's happened with the oceans, I think it's all worth it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you're, you're doing these incredible, um, impossible ish, uh, feats to raise awareness, um, for very important, um, environmental issues within our oceans and our climate, which I can respect there. And, um, it's no easy feat to break, not just one world record, but four different, incredibly difficult world records. So kudos to you. That is amazing. Um, that is no easy feat by any stretch of imagination there. Not at all. I could barely, I could barely swim my pool, <laughs> let alone swim across the ocean like that and go to go the distance. So uh, congratulations. Thank you. I mean, um, the oceans make you always humble because there is a current and there is sharks and there is uh, also, you know, jellyfish. So, mm -hmm. you know, those things really make a difference on the sense that you, you, you torture yourself for a climate basically. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you're you're under Mother Nature and Mother Nature does what Mother Nature wants to do. Let's put it that way. Exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, um, we do have something in common because I know you broke multiple world records. I used to have I don't have it anymore, but I did have a Guinness World Record. Um, I had the Guinness World Record for the most straws in my hair at one time. Um, and I had that for almost three years back in 2014. Um, so I know the, the process there, um, but for viewers and listeners that are, that are checking out the show and checking out this episode, could you go a little bit into the behind the scenes of how you broke your world records? Because I know what Guinness, it's a process to do everything. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why, uh, it's impossible to get to the book basically. Right. The process is this, like even though I started 2019 and I have been expanding every eight months, basically more the record, it took still a while to get accepted. The, I, when I was doing already a third one, then I got accepted all the other ones too, you know? And, and the process of the papers, the process of, you know, 
uh, every hour where is the witness, um, you know, the drone footages, the stopwatch, there, and there can, things can go wrong so many ways. Mm -hmm. So you have to have like proof on this angle, proof on that angle. And I always say that people forget that, first of all, creating a record or be the creator of, of uh, something unique, but nobody else have done it in the world is a one thing and it takes a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. But the whole production to put it together to get approval from the city, to approval from the police, approval that we're gonna close the boat ramps when the merman is coming through, uh, approval of uh, putting my life to danger. I mean, this is this is uh, this is like production for Olympics. It takes so much energy and effort and and finding the people who who are going to be kayaking and making sure that they don't hand on something so easily because I'm not allowed to hold on any anything. I'm not allowed to rest on something when I want to eat. I always have to keep it float when I'm doing the record. And, and just getting those people on the line and, and helpful and have different boats there because police can watch so much, but there is can be dangerous situation with the jet skis coming around the corner, don't respect the police, can run over me and, you know, those kind of things. So it's definitely, you have to think, I think 17 steps ahead, not just because you're going to swim, not just because you have to figure out all the nutrition parts because nobody in the world have ever done that. So I have to know like myself as an athlete, myself mm -hmm. as a coach, myself like the mentor. I have to know so many angles about myself. And that's a really hard conflict to have sometimes um, because it's like you feel tired and you need, you need a re recovery or you need to take a nap but you cannot because you have all the production side on your shoulders. And then you have all the media side on your shoulders because in the end of the day, records are nice, but it's also the race awareness. Of course, of course. But with that, with that awareness comes great responsibility and there's a lot of moving parts. And literally, as you kind of said, everything is on your shoulders, not just the, the record attempt, which is very daunting, very challenging, but everything that leads up to that attempt it is quite the process and i can absolutely relate in the sense of like dealing with not just skinness but like media and, and interviews and doing everything in preparation for the record and you know uh it's it's quite challenging at times and they have a very specific process of how they do their records and verify everything that you have to follow a list of, of pages of rules and uh it's quite challenging at times when you first step into it Yes, and I kind of have to say I'm really thankful here for Guinness on, on that sense that they have been guiding also because they also know that my purpose is not just to break the record to get to the system. My purpose is to get all the younger audience to care about the challenges in the world and care about the climate. And, and it's, it's, it has been a lot of uh, sleepless nights. Let's, let's put it that way that you might be done with the record, but after that you have three nights when you can't get to sleep because you still have so much paperwork to do. The timeline is so crunchy, you know? And, uh, and uh, that is always the challenge, but, but that's why I, I applaud anybody who 
you know, gets to the book, who gets to the system, who, who gets to hold the certificate because it's, it, it is precious and you know how much work goes into that. And, and it builds also a character to follow a big dreams. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And to follow big dreams, you got to do big things. So um, it's no easy feat. But like I said, I congratulate you on that. And as from one for, former world record holder to a multiple time current world record holder, just saying congrats and kudos because it's no easy feat. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. And, and you mentioned that you, you are a mermaid and you call yourself on your various social media pages and your website, you call yourself the eco mermaid. Can you explain more to the audience what that term eco mermaid means to you? Yeah, I was given that title. Um, I, I am just a person who wakes up in the morning and thinks about uh, where I can go pick up trash, how I can help the planet Earth. And when people discovering me on the side and giving me title as well, ocean ambassador, that is, you know, like an honor to be. But Eco Mermaid comes from that, that I have been vocal about also as an athlete, that sports need to do more and be a more eco and be more uh, out there, not just getting fame and money and, and, and all the glory and the and the, because sport is already really hard, the sweat, the tears, the, uh, sometimes the unfair games. And, and, and I try to like kind of on an athletic side to, to call the organizations up that listen, it is nice to, for example, jump in with, with in triathlon or open water, but it's not cool to talk about how I lost my cap because that's a trash to the ocean. And I started like this kind of movements that I want to see less uh, swimming coaches showing up with the coffee cups from Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks and more seeing their with their own mugs showing up to the swim meets, you know, like to, to consume less, to be more sustainable, to be more giving back, because if we lose the weather, we're not going to have a place to swim. And I started this whole uh, movement. I got chosen with many Olympians and the world um, highest ranking athletes to be part of Eco Athletes organization. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, we, I was just chosen last year to be part of Cambridge University Business and Social Re uh, Responsibility Studies. And, and everybody called me as an Eco Mermaid because I represent that as an athlete. I teach kids to swim and follow their dreams through mermaid schools. What is basically teaching every kid to have uh, water safety and fell in love with the water and fell in love with themselves as well. Because I think that's really important for the kids to, to not to be shy when they do something different, right? Mm -hmm. and, and from there, things start kind of rolling and that's how I ended up getting a name Eco Mermaid and, and as well, the media have been calling me that for so long. So I decided why not to adopt? And, and I just, uh, yesterday, somebody reminded me that, you know, you're also modern day life mermaid. Like you are the Ariel or Dara Hanna who shows the world how to be more sustainable. And, and I really, um, it's an honor when somebody says that. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you took that as a, as a badge of honor there and you took the name there it's now it's now a part of you um and and it, it definitely has a very positive message to it i think it relates to what you're trying to do in the social and economical climate 
uh, change area and trying to improve our ocean's waters. So that's wonderful there. And uh, hey, more power to you for using it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think uh, it's, it's time that athletes doing and then, uh, you know, celebrities and world record holders are doing more than just collecting titles, you know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's, that's great. That's wonderful there. Um, and, you know, speaking of swimming, I do have a question for you. Um, do you think with the technology that we have and, you know, as we're moving forward, as quickly as technology is, do you think that in the future that someone, maybe you or, or anybody for that matter, maybe you, um, would you be able to uh, swim in space? Yeah. Yeah? You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I trained for records, I studied a lot of physics, you mm -hmm. know, how to cut through um the water faster and how to um swim against the current and 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 i look a lot of space and i look how when we have full moon how the oceans changes how's it how the currents change so i always kind of uh on my head thinking about if i ever get up there uh, i probably have a skills how to be efficient going through space yeah okay mm. you, you never know like you could be with nasa or you never know you could you could be the first first uh mermaid to swim in space possibly you know through one of the aero stations or something like that could happen you never know well let's get this interview out there and let's get this call out viral maybe yeah. NASA, nasa wants to build some you know they're building all these um those uh, connections, how to connect ocean awareness with the, with the space awareness. So maybe maybe they need a mermaid out there. I will be happy to go to space. Maybe you never know. You never know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll tag NASA on this and see what happens. <laughs> we might get a NASA rep. You never know. You never know. Let me let me ask you. Uh, when you look at the mirror, what do you see? When I look through the mirror, I see a person who wants to build a better future and also appreciate what my grandparents and my parents did while fighting for freedom for my country. So I feel I fight for the freedom of the oceans and um, making sure that the planet is healthier because we all depend on each other. So I, I that's, that's what I want to do. I want to build a better planet for a future. Very, very, very good words there. And, and, and I think you already are doing that and you're gonna to continue to keep doing that. So that's awesome, that's awesome. I'm glad you're seeing that in the mirror. Um, I just see a reflection of myself. <laughs> uh, but that's cool, that's cool. So Merle, let me ask you a question here. Do you like games? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Do you like cheese? Only when the cheese has a story or history behind it. Mm, okay, I like that answer. That's a good answer. The reason why I ask those questions is because I have a card game called No Cheese, No Coin. Card game. People who like cheese and money. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, my cheeses have somewhat of a history um, in this quick playing fast timing card game designed for smaller groups of players. 
um, shameless plug aside, think of like Uno, but reverse. And that is what you get with my game, No Cheese, No Coin. Your goal is to collect as many coin cards as you can within a time limit. But the challenge is all the different cheeses with their histories that have all the different effects that can help or hurt your chances when playing. Um, we're not necessarily going to play the game itself, but we're going to play a game within the game for These Are Questions. What I've been doing for most of my guests here on These Are Questions is I've been taking out cards from the deck and I've been shuffling them. And we're, what we're going to do is that I'm going to let you pick one card from this deck and we're going to determine what is your cheese type. <laughs> okay. Okay. Think of it like a like a horoscope reading or a tarot card reading if you're into that. If not, that's okay. But we're gonna do this will determine your fate in terms of cheese. Okay. 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 Good. I was about to call somebody, but you're gonna read me the future. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna tell you the future. I'm gonna tell you the future. You know, I'm gonna tell you what your cheese will be. So what you're gonna do is uh I have my hand here. You can use this hand as a reference to pick which card you want. Pick the card that speaks to you. So it's all the way here. So like right here? Yes. Okay. This one? This is this is the yeah. one? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. It's a good one. You picked <laughs> Brie Cheese. Huh. Oh, it has a history. It does. It has a great history. It's a wonderful cheese. I really like that cheese. And it go goes well with jam. It does. It does. Brie cheese and jam goes very well with a nice, like, multi-grain cracker. Oof, that's some good stuff right there. Or if you had toasted brie, that's also very good as well. Mm -hmm. Re recommend, recommend. In the game, this card allows you to reveal another player's hand to the whole group. So your goal is to collect all the coin cards, right? So if you see the other player's hand and they have a bunch of coins, you could be like, hmm, I know in the future I can take coin cards from that person's hand. So this is a very good card. Mm. And historically speaking, Brie cheese is, is an excellent cheese. Yes, from Paris. Mm -hmm. Paris, you know, en français, tu parlez-vous français? No. Okay, fair. That's fair. <laughs> Me, me I can, either. That's, I, can, I can speak other languages, but uh, French is somehow, um, I'd rather keep swimming. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. <laughs> so, swimming away, I get it, I get it. <laughs> but I was just in, in uh, France and I was on a magazine. It's a funny story that I was on a magazine, I was going through airport and somebody was just opening up the page where I was in it. So, oh wow the world is world is full of coins <laughs> the world is full of coins and in my card game you collect all the coins so there you go life is an ocean and there's just coins trying to get out of that ocean because we're trying to clean up the ocean right right <laughs> so very cool thank you for playing i hope you learned a lot in this historical edition of these are questions no cheese, no coin edition. <laughs> I think I did. Okay, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, let me ask you, uh, do you like trampolines? Mm, not the small ones, okay. but the ones what has ropes. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. You like those. Those are big ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I grew up playing, playing around there. <laughs> 
Okay, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, we have them here in the States and we have now we have like, um, they're newer, but we have trampoline parks. So there's a whole park designed to jump around and fly around and, and try not to hurt yourself um, <laughs> while jumping. But they have full-fledged parks, which is crazy now. Yeah, yeah, no, I've been a couple of those. Um, oh, I I grew up with them in Europe and, mm -hmm. and, and um, they're fun. It's the funniest thing to do after crazy 6K practice. I, I I can imagine. I, I think that's a good de-stressor right there. <laughs> you know, you go from swimming to flying, basically. <laughs> the space. The space. Mm. See, synergy here on these are questions. There you go. There you go. There you go. It's all connected in some shape or form. You do so much as a motivational speaker, as a model, as a mermaid brand ambassador um, for your homeland in Estonia. You know, where do you want to take yourself career-wise? Like, where do you want to go next? Well, I'm building a startup right now. Okay. I want, I want that big aquarium startup to, to be successful. Oh, an aquarium um, startup. Okay. I call that an aquarium startup, but it's a, it's a tech uh, type of startup. It, it's going to help the climate. It's, uh, let's put it that way. Um, being on this world, the list what you were just re reading to me, you know, I, I meet so many people. I meet so many international speakers. I, I meet a lots of people. And, and sometimes I feel there's a lots of people who like to be the social media models, but not the role models. And, and or like climate change. Everybody talks there is a climate change, but nobody doesn't tell the humans what they really can do. Mm -hmm. or how they can help their region, their communities to shape and be the, be the role models of the climate. And, and I start calling that, it, it's nice to shake hands and talk and eat croissant, but it's harder to get out there on the heat and, and you know, clean up the oceans. It's, it's really brutal. Mm -hmm. And um, with the startup, I want to like change a lot of things on, on, on the world. And, and I really hope that's going to make a difference because um, I have got to the point in, in my life where I feel like I have achieved a lot, but I want now everybody around me to also achieve a, a way better planet, a way cleaner air planet, a way stable planet. And, and I feel I know where I want to go, but I want to inspire more people around me to be the, the role models, not the social media models. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. I think that's very important to be, you know, social media is one thing and it shows one side of, of a human and one side of a perspective, but being a, a relatively positive role model and trying to provide a message that you, you can do for others to listen to and try to help inspire others really can make a difference in one person's life. Um, and, and I always say, as you get bigger, as you do more things, you have more of a responsibility to, you know, provide an image that you feel comfortable that others can relate to and also inspire to, you know, um, and that's not easy. That gets more and more challenging as you get bigger and bigger but it is doable um, and it takes a lot, but it's definitely doable and it's definitely achievable. And I think you're doing that right now and you're continuing to do that. So um, I can absolutely uh, respect that. And it, it leads to my next question. You know, 
I wanted to ask you, what is one of the greatest pieces of advice you've received so far in your story career at this time? The best advice I think came from my mom who said, sometimes it doesn't matter how you feel about the situation. It matters how you target the situation because even the climate change, even it can be a person in front of us who we are so scared to talk to. Is it, is it the boss? Is it our family member? It, um, sorry. All good, all good. Oh, hello. Wouldn't be these are questions without tech problems. Da -da 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 -da. And what happened? Hollywood start calling me. Oh. <laughs> oh God. Welcome to my life. Yes. Oh my goodness. And, and it's a bombarded the phone calls from Hollywood people and it's just like I'm trying to finish this one here right I want to <laughs> swim through that interview first <laughs> oh, it's a good start for a, for a show I'm sure oh absolutely absolutely we're gonna put it we'll, we'll incorporate it on there don't worry about it don't worry about it. it's Hollywood calling like please take that in this please I appreciate you doing the show but that's Hollywood calling take the take you know what I mean so it's all good I appreciate you though I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But you, um, to go back to your um, advice question, it, it, it's really that my mom have been teaching me this kind of like technique that, you know, sometimes we really are scared um, to, to face obstacles, to face hardships. And, and sometimes we are not confident. I mean, we are not perfect human beings. I don't know even one human being who, who is a perfect, but if somebody thinks they're perfect, then something is wrong. But um, sometimes it's so scary that, that we always create the enemy between our two ears and you know in our head. And, and it's sometimes easier to, to figure out how I'm gonna talk with the person, how I'm gonna, you know, come to the common ground, how I'm gonna have conclusion. And if you're losing also some kind of project or job what you want or, or a medal in a swimming race, that doesn't mean the life is over. You know, like it, it's really, it doesn't matter how you feel about the situation, it matters how you target the situation. And that was something what I learned really early on when I um, was called out by the doctors that I'm weakest person in the world. My, I started swimming because my lung collapsed. Oh, wow. I had all these, uh, health problems being in a hospital and my mom constantly had to like fight with the doctors to tell like, she's, she's different. She, it's nothing is like, she's, she's weak, you know? Or like, she loves when I lost the competition because she, she taught me how to build a character with the good, you know, that you respect the others and you respect yourself. And, and I think that is so important nowadays. People don't know how to lose anymore. And when they, when they lose it, they, they get into their shells. And, and the reality is that actually you should be out there and telling yourself, okay, I lost what I wanted to have or, or my goal is gone. But the, but the future always guides you to the right place. And the only thing what you as a human has has to do is learn from the situation and improve yourself. I mean, it could be that somebody else on the other side 
couldn't see your talent that moment, but you will win so much if you improve yourself and dealing with yourself from reading a book or podcast or, you know, or listening that our story today, you know? Mm -hmm, absolutely. I learned so much from listening from you in this interview. And I didn't even know about your backstory in, in that detail. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's very important and it really highlights your character that you are now. Like you've had to build from that and had to go through a lot of adversity, a lot of struggle, a lot of losses, hard defeats. I can't, I can, I can relate in the sense of like failing constantly because that's just how I am. But you learn so much more through messing up, through screwing up, then from just getting achievement after achievement after goal after goal. You have to learn from the losses in order to get to the good wins, you know? So uh, especially you appreciate the wins more and more, um, but that's yeah. very good advice. Yeah, and it's, it's way cooler to listen how we all failed, you know, and how we became better and, and stronger and build the character. And, and, and those stories are, I think, what makes a difference in our life. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It makes us more human, if anything. It makes us more relatable. Because um, sometimes people were like, wow, you do all these amazing things, you do all these wonderful things. But then it's like, a lot of us are just, we came from the, I don't wanna say the bottom, but we came from a point in life and then we decided to take action and do certain things and then look at us now. And you can do the same thing, you know, people can do whatever they want to do. Um, right. You you had Guinness World Record for three years. Mm -hmm. I have four Guinness World Records, and 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 we still were humans way before that, you know. And and we had flaws and losses and and hardships, but we we learned to deal with them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, it's just gonna get more and more as we do more amazing things. You have to get through the adversity and all the struggles to get to the good stuff. So, um, to more failing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. definitely and um here on these are questions for wrapping up this uh, amazing episode here and i appreciate you taking the time to speak with me i just have one more question to ask you and the question i want to ask you is that um if you had a private island for 24 hours one day one day on this island to do anything you want what would you do and what would be the name of your island um it will be uh, oceana and okay. i will plant uh seaweed and corals but same time learn about this island what are the national like a nature habitat you know like maybe there is a fruit but i've never eaten and i would like to discover that on island mm -hmm. but definitely plant more uh corals and seagrass for for fishes Okay. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. You're going to be doing a natural cleanup of the island there and, and, and exploring its exotic beauties. Yep. Yep. That I, I honestly would love to do that every day, <laughs> but you know, sometimes you have to um, work and, and do other stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I know you got to do work and responsibilities and got to do the emails and the phone calls and the texts and all that. I just, I just want to be in my island, just doing my coral and just cleaning up stuff, you know? Right. Right. Well, luckily all my friends know that if they can't reach me, that's usually that I am underwater. So <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a good, like a, I don't want to say excuse, but like if you're in a situation where like you have to use that, you can just be, listen, I'm in the water right now. <laughs> I, I'm doing, I'm doing aqua things. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, that's how I started my first business, kicking on the pool and answering the Skype calls. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. I was way ahead of working, working like Normand, you know, like way ahead when people discovered the phone and pandemic changed people working habits, you know. So, I mean, it's possible. You just need a really good satellite up there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like that, we're at the end of our These Are Questions interview. Um, it was a pleasure getting to learn more about you and just hearing your incredible stories and just discussing all things ocean and aquatics and um, and taking care of our, our, our oceans and our beaches and our aquatic life. So it was very cool to listen to. Um, but now it is your time to shine. Anything that you want to talk about, anything you want to do, anything that you want to say before we end off this episode of These Are Questions, the internet is yours. Uh, September 17 is a World Cleanup Day, so I hope anybody who's watching this uh, video would join with their best friends and family uh, for the World Cleanup Day, because we need everybody to be out that day and, and, and cleaning up and learning about the nature, and, and we should forget that day stuff. We should focus on the beauty of the nature, so I applaud anybody who's listening this um, this interview and maybe uh, take a chance to take a look at it um, how to change the world together with so many other mermaids mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely definitely be have the free free day that day definitely check it out if you're um, if you have nothing going on feel free to It'll be a nice enjoyable loving day when that happens on September 17th so that's great. And um, with that, we are wrapping up this episode of These Are Questions. Um, all of our descriptions of information where you can follow is going to be in the descriptions down below for the uh, viewers that are watching on my YouTube channel and the listeners that are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. And um, real quick, all we're just going to say is that you have been watching slash listening to These Are Questions. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs>